And if you're scared, just know that you're not alone. This is me in 2017. You know, but I'm I'm scared, just to be honest with you. I think that's why it's taken so long for me to get this thing out there. If you're a person who's heard the word no from a boss, an ex, a team that cut you, a job market that didn't want you, an accident or diagnosis that left you debilitated and depressed, or felt paralyzed by any setback that you just weren't willing to accept, this is the show for you. 10,000 No's is a roadmap built by guests who have blazed trails, silenced critics, and overcome the odds by facing down their fears and transforming their failures into fuel. I don't care if you're young or old, healthy or sick, there is always an opportunity for growth. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's. Welcome back to 10,000 No's. As you already know from the title, this is our 100th episode. Full disclosure, it is technically our 105th because we had the short-lived Monday Morsels, which we did not count as full episodes on our website, but... We can just chalk that up to another one of the lessons learned along this journey. We're going to get into a lot of those. So we went through some different options for what we wanted to do for the 100th episode. Originally, we thought about having a special guest, and then that quickly changed to looking back and reflecting on some of the central lessons that have emerged in the process of producing the show for the past two years. Lessons that I'm still learning and that you hopefully are also learning by listening to these generous guests every week. And the thought being that if you're in the process of building something of your own, whether it be a podcast like this one, a screenplay, a stone wall in your backyard, raising a child, really any endeavor that takes longer than a few minutes or a few hours or a few days, we would be kind of cherry picking the common themes for you. But As we started to put that together, we realized that we kind of do that already every week. So I thought what might be courageous and useful to all of you, and hopefully a little entertaining, was to look back at my very first episode, which I recorded on the 4th of July in 2017, completely by myself, because it's easy for me to hide behind guests every week or to keep the issues that come up at arm's length, but there's something vulnerable for me about that first episode. And for any of you that are currently teetering on whether or not you should take your own leap with whatever it is that you do, this is a way for you to see up close and personal just how little I knew what I was doing and what I was getting into. And yet also something I'm proud of is that when I listened back, it's been a while, I realized that this whole thing has grown and morphed in a lot of ways, but the core of the show is the same. It was designed to be the anti-Instagram, a place where people could sit down with me and just rap. And not interviews that feel like, gotcha, you know, that's not my thing. Really, my thing is just getting to know people, just asking questions, listening, Knowing some things about them, maybe not everything before we sit down, but being okay with that and trusting that something will emerge that will be special and unique and raw. But I've toiled with this because there are many people who prefer their content in a more wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of way. But if I'm being honest, that's not really what I dig. And you can hear me say it back then. On the other hand, when you get to the point where you're putting out 
over a hundred of these at a pace of one a week, you sometimes have to concede what Mick Jagger said. You can't always get what you want. But he also said, if you try sometimes, you get what you need. And I have certainly gotten that up until now, which is why before we go break that first episode down, I'd like to take a brief moment to express my deep gratitude for every single one of you who has supported this podcast. Hopefully, you know who you are. Some of you are listeners, my family and friends who have been really supportive, strangers who have reached out to me online through social media and email from as far away as Scotland, Australia, New Zealand, among other places, interns who have joined my crusade for college credits. Right now, that includes Daniel Arisa, who brings us our incredible promo videos every week, Fatu Sala and Jonathan Eng from my alma mater, Boston College, as well as Eleanor Song, who has graduated from BC now, but was my original solo intern for a long stint and really helped me work through my systems. What you may or may not know is that when you take on an endeavor like this on your own at the start, you quickly realize that the John Wayne approach, going it alone, is really dumb and really difficult. Because there are days when you ask yourself why you've piled so much additional work on your lap. But it's people like you who are listening right now, all those folks that I mentioned who are who have been helping me, that make it all worthwhile and keep me going. So thank you very much for listening, for being here, for sharing the show, whether it's just telling someone about it, tweeting about it, sharing it in some way, shape, or form, social media, whatever. I really, really appreciate it. And that leads to the beauty of something like this, which is that I've had more conversations with amazing people as a result of this show than I can imagine. That includes all the guests I'm so lucky to sit down with, but it's not limited to them. It's additional conversations with people I didn't even realize knew that I had a podcast or people that I've never met who tell me that a particular episode changed their life in some way, changed their perspective, or just encouraged them to keep going. And for these conversations, I am eternally grateful. So as we start to look back at that original episode, I want to mention that the number one question I get from strangers and people I know for that matter, whether it's about being an actor or having a podcast is how'd you get started? Because everyone has ideas, but only some people turn those ideas into actions and eventually accomplishments, you know, and most people think that there's some magic answer. I can tell you there is not. You just have to make a decision and you take action. And ultimately, the hardest part is pulling the trigger. You're going to hear that in these clips. I was definitely scared and cautious. But with that trigger pull comes a ton of momentum and surprises that you never could have planned for. People that you meet, collaborative projects that come up. Is it scary? Yes, absolutely. I have many stories of bombing auditions as an actor. I can tell you that my stomach churned when I finally listened to that first podcast episode after it already had gone live. But that fear, in my opinion, is a necessary part of the journey. So let's go back. The first clip I want to play will be very useful for any of you starting your own podcast. Here's how the show used to open back then. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Loud. 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 
This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 Nodes. Okay, so here I am. How you doing? So I play that for you because I remember being so proud of myself. I found this song where it starts with, this is where we go back. And I thought the podcast was about going back in these guests' lives. And eventually I thought, okay, we'll, we'll pull a quote from the interview and we'll put it right after that. And I was really proud. And then about 20 or so episodes in, I meet a podcast producer and he listens to a bunch of episodes and he gives me some tips. And one of them is, he says, every episode of yours is starting the same way. So if I go through, I hear the same thing. I just want to skip because I don't have time to listen to the first two minutes or one minute or whatever it is. It's going to be the exact same every week. So what we did then was we took the guest quote and we put it in front of the music on each episode so that each episode is different. It grabs the audience. It gives them a little hook. And I should have known that from all my years doing TV, but I didn't think of it. And this is why I say you can't figure out anything from your desk. You need to do it. And then either you or someone else will realize through trial and error what works and what doesn't, and then you trim the fat. Okay, so this next clip will show you that I was certainly not in the fat trimming business back then. This is Matt Del Negro. Uh, If you know me from acting, you may know me as Matthew Del Negro. Um, Okay, I'm going to spare you the rest of the diatribe about my name, but it went on for a minute and six seconds. It was very languid. It included uh, eh, maybe somewhat entertaining little story from the early days of my acting career that led me to go by Matthew professionally, but it, it was slow. But again... I offer this up to those of you worried that you're not ready to launch something, feeling unqualified. Here I am, 100 episodes later, the podcast has been ranked on top 10 and top 5 lists despite this slow start. Because people will forgive your lack of technique in the beginning if your heart is in the right place. That's what it was like for me as an actor in the early days too. Maybe even more important though is that if your heart is in the right place and you really want to pursue something... You'll continue to pursue it even when you're not that good at it because something in you feels like you have to do it. It feels authentic to you. And that is one response that I've gotten over and over is that listeners enjoy how raw and honest the show has been. Now, back to the original episode. I'm cringing right now just listening back and can't believe I'm even encouraging you to revisit it because the next section, I just verbally puked out everything that I was going through at the time in in anticipation of starting the show. It is, it's a lot of rambling before I get to the meat of describing what the show will be. But as I listen and kind of psychoanalyze myself, I think what I was doing was really a, a technique one of my acting coaches, Kim Gillingham, taught me. She'd always say, now do it the wrong way. And the idea being that You needed to exercise the demon by embracing it. And in a lot of ways, that's what that first episode was for me. And maybe that's something you can do the next time you feel like you're on a cliff afraid to jump. What it does is it it allows you to face the worst of it. Once I put that episode out and I listened back, I thought, holy crap, I can't get much worse than that. And I'm still here. I guess I can move forward. And I did. I just thought, okay, got that out of the way. It's like a comedian bombing and realizing life goes on. But I finally got to the point, <laughs> I don't know how many uh, minutes in it was, and here it is, just just trying to articulate what it was that I wanted to create and bring to you. 
But the, the 10,000 no's is really, I wanted to just bring people uh, on the show. I can't call it a show. Uh, on to whatever. I want to interview people um, that I find interesting in any walk of life. And they could be actors, writers, directors, producers, and all that, but not specifically. I, you know, entrepreneurs, athletes, uh, writers, uh, really anyone. And they could be, they could be famous. They could be not famous. I don't care. It's just I, I want to get behind the facade. So you can hear that hesitation. The fact that I felt uncomfortable calling it a show. Sometimes that's what it's like. Same with acting. It took years before I could tell people I was an actor without explaining away my life. Well, I'm trying to be an actor. I bartend for money, I wait tables, all of that. But despite my hesitation, the heart of the show was there. You can hear my desire to keep it raw. But eventually I realized that throwing F-bombs every other word, as I was tending to do in the beginning, and being too raw wasn't really adding much, but it was maybe alienating some listeners. So I adjusted. And that's, again, my overall advice to you. Go do it, but be willing to constantly learn and tweak and know that the tweaking will never end. That's part of the process. And if you're scared, just know that you're not alone. This is me in 2017. You know, but I'm I'm scared. Just to be honest with you, I think that's why it's taken so long for me to get this thing out there. And the last thing I'll leave you with is what you'll hear in this clip. Make sure what you're building is going to help someone else, that it's going to serve. Whether you're a financial advisor helping people make or save money or an actor entertaining people and making them think and feel or a teacher shaping young minds, if you put others at the center of it, you'll be accountable. And you'll keep chugging even on those weeks when it doesn't feel inspired. The underlying thing is um, I hope you enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, tell your friends about it. Um, I'm going to have some pretty cool guests, some you've heard of, some you haven't heard of. And um, I hope to inspire you, make you laugh and make you think and entertain you. So thanks for listening. Okay, out. As you can hear, not much has changed. I'm still thanking you for being here, and I'm still asking you to share the show with your friends and family and rate it if you haven't. And I'm still bringing you great guests like next week's episode with actress Julie Benz of Dexter and the upcoming Lifetime movie Heaven, as well as the upcoming Showtime series with Kirsten Dunst called On Becoming a God in Central Florida, which premieres in August. She's got a great story. Until then, have a great week, and thanks for your part in getting us to 100. Thank you.